All right, guys, welcome back to another episode of Who's That John? We have a very important guest today. Brittany Ledesma, everyone. How you doing, Brittany? Hi, how are you? I'm good. So Brittany and I, we don't know each other at all, really. No. I think we spoke for five seconds after the show we did in the city. Um, but I was like, oh, I want like New York City, like people to come on my pod while I'm here. Then little did I uh no, you're actually you just moved here, right? Yeah, I just moved from Austin, Texas on like February first. Damn. So how are you liking it? Um, it's one of those things that like you definitely like it's like a reality check. Like Yeah. It's I went from like It's doing, a lot. Right? Yeah. You go from like I didn't realize how privileged I was with stage time in Texas. That's like one of the biggest things. Yeah. What is the differences like between the scenes in Austin and now that you're seeing in the city? Part of it I think is I like over COVID really like ran a lot of spots and stuff. So I really worked hard to like get to the point where I was like at clubs, like at least like a couple times a week there. Yeah. And then coming here, it's a lot of like hanging and having to like really like network, like yeah. get people to put you on shows and stuff. Yeah. Cause it's like at the end of the day, it doesn't matter if you're funny. It's like, what can you like also like bring to the yeah, table? What yeah. Can you- so what made you move from Austin to New York City? I've done stand-up for, like, four years, which isn't long at all. And so, like, I've been really fortunate for the stage time I've gotten in Texas, but there weren't as many open mics. And I didn't move for open mics. I'm also from Austin. But I did feel like if I was going to grow as a comic, I needed to experience more shady stage time yeah. um, to be able to be better in good stage time. I don't know, you know, like... Yeah, just more reps, you Yeah, know? more reps. Like, um, able to do a bunch of spots in one night. Yeah, and, like, just, again, like, it's so, like, when you're so early on in stand-up, I think doing those shitty open mics and bombing a lot is so important to develop your, like, presence. Like, I've been very fortunate to get stage time. And a lot of the shows in Texas pack out because there is, like, stand-up is still kind of, like, new to them. Like, yeah. Rogan moved to Austin, so everyone is Austin is now like, oh, I want to go see a stand-up show, you Yeah. Know? I know people who are just going there, too, to, like, do open mics, just, like, check out the scene. Yeah. It's it's wild how many people move there for him, but I'm from there as well. <laughs> yeah. And so I was like... So you grew up there? Yeah. So, like, it was never my plan to stay there. When I was a really? kid, I was yeah. like, I want to move to New York or San Francisco, you know? Yeah. And San Francisco is dead, so I'm here. Yeah, I don't know about the comedy scene in San Fran, but I can't imagine. It's great. Um, So that's good. And, like, are you liking it? I like it a lot. I feel like I've definitely, like, gotten back into the grind that I kind of, like, did when I was, like, earlier in stand-up of, like, doing open mics every night, like, hitting, like, at least, like, three in a row. And, like, it's helped. I feel like whenever I'm also, like, not at home in my old apartment, I guess, I get, like... I felt like I wasn't challenged at all anymore. Yeah. And I was like, oh, shit. I think this means it's time for me to, like, change something so I can, like, grow. Like, I feel like uncomfortable situations always help you, like, grow, develop who you are, but also, like, help with my writing, especially. Oh, for sure. I feel like the more the more times you get up a night, like, you're able to get in a groove and, like, you sort of just get more comfortable on stage. I'm still, like, an open micer. I've only been doing comedy over a year. I mean, same. But I even had the daunting feeling of coming to the city and I'm just in New Jersey. I was like, oh, shit. Like, I was kind of intimidated. I was like, you're going to have to do what you said, like, network and whatnot. And I'm just kind of getting used to that. Like, I'm still really just open mics around the city. I've had, like, a couple produce shows but really just trying to like do as many reps as I can absolutely I mean like also it is one of those things when you do all those reps it is fun to like figure out what especially because if you're doing it multiple times a night you're trying the same joke you hear oh it worked that way and not when I changed just a little bit of the wording yeah and you really like figure out how to like narrow it down to what the joke is exactly the only thing that's annoying is like a lot of the open mics here, like like we're going to some during the day, it's just like strictly comics. All comics, it's all dead. And yeah. It's like you have to figure out how to not get by, which is like doing something shocking to make them laugh. Exactly. Or like, yeah. Like I did three mics Sunday in a row and it was like the same group of people. Like each <laughs> time I was like, this is like so pointless, but like here we are, guys. Welcome to hell. Yeah. <laughs> just this. And I was the only girl at each of them. It's wild to me. I remember um, before I moved here, I I ran an open mic for like two years and then I quit doing it. 
But then right before I moved, I was running an open mic. It was a midnight mic at Creek in the Cave in Austin. And I am such a... I hate staying up late, first of all. But then also, like... It does suck. I... It's all men. It's all men. It's all men. It's the only time we're in a dark room with just straight all men. I was like... They want to hear us talk. They got so mad because I was, like, joking about how I wanted to put a cap on straight white men. Just, like, until, like, the list fills up. And then there's room, there's more. But I was like, we need more women and stuff. I would... It was, like, a bucket mic. But I was like... like, I don't feel safe here. (laughs) I was like, it's a bucket mic. But if you're a woman, just tell me. I'll put you up. (laughs) Yeah. Just anyone, any woman. It's, yeah, and I, like, I would like to, like, bop around with more, like, females, two mics and stuff. Um, so I feel like the more I'm, like, coming into the city, because the, there are, like, a lot of um, females who do comedy in the city way more than New Jersey, but a lot of them just, like, aren't at mics. They're, like, established in their careers and whatnot. They're doing, like, five spots a night, you know? Yeah. And I'm like, damn living the dream (laughs) yeah no I feel like this is like the most I've seen women out at mics like in Texas it was definitely like one of those things you could really like tell like women aren't going to these like they should be yeah like they'd say they're a comic I was like you do one spot like a month yeah it's more of like a hobby yeah yeah what is so are all the clubs like close by in Texas or do you run like bar shows like how does that go so I was living downtown over like near all the clubs because mm-hmm. basically it's kind of like how um there's the cellar then there's like grizzly pear greenwich and then the comedy shop over in one area so right. it's kind of like that just maybe like spread out over half a mile got it um so there's like vulcan creek in the cave um Velveeta room which is like a really cool club i love and then Rogan's Club is, like, opening within that half mile. I saw that. It looks sick. So it looks so cool. It used to be an Alamo, Dra- Alamo Draft House, uh, which is the Ritz, which was, like, the most beautiful one. It was, it wow. was like, just kind of, like, romanticized, but it is on Dirty Sixth Street, which is the worst part of the city. Really? Over the pandemic, all these comics moved here, and they were doing it at Vulcan, which I had never been to Vulcan except for, like, 19 years old, underage, mm-hmm. getting blackout drunk there. <laughs> so I was like, why are they doing comedy in this shitty EDM club? Yeah. And then I, I loved it. I was working Yeah, it became there. more comedy club recently, right? It was normally a music venue? Yeah, it was EDM frat parties and then it became a comedy club and like I love Vulcan I worked there for two years it was nice. like amazing getting to like see it grow and become this like venue for comedy um, I'm interested to see what's going to happen with Rogan's club opening though oh it's definitely gonna be popping yeah yeah is the EDM phase still going on for the youth like we used to just go to clubs like that with like a DJ and just straight party to like a single beat i've always been so anti-edm because i had a roommate in college who played edm beats just like throughout the day like it was like dude they get too much credit these edm like djs and then i was dating a guy who also played shitty edm beats on like a burn cd and his beat up corolla and i was like i can't do this i'm just anti-edm now it's terrible (laughs) honestly these people get too much credit too it's like they're essentially just like cooking up something on like an adult version of garage band I'm just like, you're just a nerd on a computer. Oh, exactly. Could you imagine like learning piano or something? Like <laughs> really like dedicating your life to being a musician and then like seeing Diplo just like press play being like, what's up guys? Like, holy fuck, it's that easy. Like I can play Beethoven Moonlight Sonata. That's exactly. That's like so hard to learn. But no, Diplo. Yeah. Your panties wet. Okay. It's insane. I got pissed when I saw like he had the most like money at like Art Basel or whatever. I was like, oh. This is insane. Our society rewards this. Um, so you grew up in Austin your whole life? Yeah. I'm Texas girl? Mm-hmm. Nice. So what was like your upbringing like? Uh, I was like raised in a really like religious family. So I went okay. to like a private Christian school pretty much my whole life to like I, one year in a dyslexic school, sixth grade. It was crazy. I was stupid. Learned how to read. Dyslexic school. Oh, they teach you how to read? Yeah, basically. Did it work? Sadly. <laughs> I was like, I know. I want to be fuckable. I need to stay illiterate. Yeah. Um, and then I went to a public school after. I was like really bullied. I was just so pretty. And like, <laughs> no. Um, yeah. So I went to a public school. I loved it. I did culinary. And that was like my childhood fuck yeah yeah parents together 
Um, yes, but, like, I used to pray at night that they would divorce. Like, really? It, yeah. Like, they were fighting a lot? They're, like, they should not be together. I yeah, still, that's, like, my mom, my stepdad. We would just, even, like, their kids, they'd be like, just end this already. Like, yeah, this is crazy. That was, like, me and all my siblings growing up. And, like, they almost divorced this last year. And then my mom was like, what about an all-expense-paid tra- uh, vacation to Italy? And so my, I was like, I get it, Dad. Go write yeah, that out. But, like, so. That'll get them going. Yeah, my mom fakes the divorce so much at one point she was like asking me to help like with zoom lawyers and shit i'm like bitch like you're gonna go back to this guy like in a couple months like who are we kidding um so that's cool what do you miss about like texas now being in the city because it is drastically different right yeah i mean i go back to texas monthly i still do a show there so dope you go back for your show Mm -hmm. nice yeah it sells like generally a hundred tickets so it's like just worth cool going for one the stage time but two like i do miss mexican food like crazy yeah i was told i have to go to like jackson heights here and i'm like i'm not gonna go over to queens for mexican food yeah like the mexican is banging in texas it's so good yeah um i grew up on like street tacos and stuff and like it's just i refuse to pay six dollars for a taco it's so expensive here that's insane to me It's it's nuts so I, you know what? I did some deep stalking of you. Okay. Brittany's here with a, she, you have such a glowy face. Can I just say, like, I need to know your skincare routine. I was like, she is shining like a baby's bottom. Cause <laughs> I was like picking my blackheads yesterday and I was like, I need to get more into skincare. I love picking blackheads. It's oh, like it's my favorite best. thing. I love dating guys with oily skin. I'm like, please just let me go. It's really, an, on it. yeah, I, it's annoying when guys don't let you pick their blackheads. I'm like, what it like, what's your problem? I had just let one me go guy at I was it. seeing for like a year and a half. And I think that was like our biggest issue is that like he wouldn't let me. Yeah, it's it like crazy. triggering to him. <laughs> and I'm like, dude, it's the most rewarding feeling. I was so lucky. I, I drove before my younger brother. And so I would like, be like, fine, I'll drive you there. Just let me like get a blackhead real quick. <laughs> Cause I don't It's addicting. It's, it's something addicting. like primal in us. Women definitely have it more than guys. I, I heard it's like about getting the infection out or something like primordial in us. Oh, I'm sure. That like we just are like, get that out of there. It's so satisfying. I get why like people are obsessed with Dr. Pimple Popper. I like, you know, we've all been through I our love phase. It. I, I went through a big it. plastic surgeon phase where I would just watch their like, like. They're like huge on TikTok. Yeah. I'm like, why are you guys like in some of the people are like under anesthesia and some guy just like walks up to their tits <laughs> and starts like marking them with a Sharpie. I'm like, this is so aggressive. Also, it's, I'm just like some of them are crazy. How insecure I would feel seeing be everything they marked on me yeah. when I was passed out and be like, oh my God, I didn't even want to get rid of that area. Yeah. Damn. They just have like a band-aid on their nipple <laughs> and then they're like, so we're gonna make the incision here, and then it's just like very graphic. But yeah, I guess those people have to agree to it. Uh, yeah, I mean, I used to want to get like a boob job, but then I started I watching them, and I was like, I don't think I could. I I know. I'd always. I feel like I'd be like very worried something's wrong with them. Be like, what'd you guys do while you were in there? <laughs> yeah, but I think they're like way easier to manage than they used to be. They use something different now. They used to do the silicone like legit water balloons. Yeah. I just, I watched a video of them taking it out and I guess they get it like this like capsule that they have to cut through and it was like, it's almost like a really ugly geode. It was like they cut through (laughs) it and it's just silicone. It's so whack. I wonder what the first breast implant was like. Like who was the first girl to go under the knife? Uh, She was brave. She was a brave soul. (laughs) And what did they do? Not all heroes per case. (laughs) Some were silicone titties. I know it's I used to want a boob job too and I'm like totally over that phase I'm like I can't I I wouldn't be able to deal with the recovery too I think it's like a couple months that you can't like do anything yeah I I couldn't do it I'm also like such a like I every time I get a tattoo they're like don't put in the water and I'm just like I am gonna take a bath tonight it doesn't work So what do you do for your skincare routine? I must know because I need to be talked into like getting like some fucking serums. I literally buy like the cheapest shit. I got really obsessed with it over COVID. Like before COVID, I was like really into like making face masks at home, blah, blah, blah. But then I, um. Every girl really got into the the fucking skincare during COVID. Dude, TikTok just knows what 
to to give me. I don't I don't care if they're eavesdropping because whatever they're eavesdropping, they know works. you better yeah. than yourself for sure. Yeah, uh, I use like a toner. Everything's from the ordinary. I use a toner, nice. vitamin C serum, retinol at night, and then sunscreen. That's like it. Fuck yeah. Because you looked so glowy. I was like, bitch, I need to know her skincare routine. Um, So you moved from Texas. I heard you talking about it in your pod. Did you go through a breakup recently? Yeah. So my girlfriend and I, uh, we were kind of off and on before I moved. The biggest issue was like the move. Um, Oh, God. So you're bi? Yeah. Or lesbian? Bi. Okay. But she, um, she's known about the whole time, but, you know, we were having like, off and on because like I think it scared her the closer it was coming up which I totally understand but Mm -hmm. um I told her I couldn't do off and on again because I don't like I've only dated three people really and so she's the second person I've introduced to my parents and I just like I don't do that but I also like refuse to do off and on again because it's just so draining yeah so it was kind of like I got here and we both realized like neither of us are planning on living in the same city again she's gonna stay in Austin yeah she like has no desire to ever move to New York so I was like I'm probably gonna be here hopefully like forever yeah um or at least like unless I get a good paying job so yeah no I feel that why is introducing to the parents like such a big step it's always like so much anxiety because I don't trust my parents (laughs) so do you trust do you really value their opinion though like say they didn't like I value my dad really my dad and I are super close my mom I love her to death she's just hella mentally ill and doesn't take care of it and so um She's also, like, someone who I'm just, like, let's, you know, like, I'm more worried about what my mom's going to say than what my dad's going to say. Like, yeah. my dad's old. She, your mom's going to say something, like, kind of rambunctious. Uh, yeah, she's, like... So you're more concerned about what um, the person thinks yeah. of your mom. Got it. I'm kind of the same way with my family. Because I'm, like, someone's going to just let something loose right now. But I've actually never introduced a guy to my family. Really? It's never gotten that That's point. That's probably the safest option. Yeah, because there's... I'm, like, one of five, so there's just too many characters. I'm, like, something's <laughs> going to go wrong here. Yeah, I mean, you don't even have to, like, worry about just your parents. You have, like, siblings. Oh, yeah. And they're, like, the problem. <laughs> yeah, I, like, don't talk to any of my siblings. I was, like... Really? Yeah. I, How many do you have? I have three. I talk, I talk to my older brother. He's, like, my half-brother, but we were, like, raised, like you know yeah I have two my younger half um but I don't talk to my eldest brother and that's it I actually haven't talked to my little brother like since November either (laughs) there's just like a lot of us I'm like yeah like it's hard to keep up yeah he's playing lacrosse in college I'm like do your thing dude like see you at Christmas (laughs) you know what I mean um so you guys decided it just wouldn't work the distance yeah I mean it was like eight days here and it was like fuck that like both of us were like this is not going well because I hadn't freaked out about it to her yet but eight days in I was like freaking out and I like told her I was freaking out and then she was like I've been freaking out let's just cut it and I was like okay wow it's nice to have that open communication though yeah I'm also just like not the person to beg someone to stay like I've been that person before and I'm just like if it's gonna work out one day it will yeah and you guys are so far right now and like what you're 25 as well I'm like a child so yeah (laughs) are you gonna look to date in the city you think no, I, when I was, I <laughs> good, still, good decision. I, I'm like not like someone who really like dates. So I'm just like, uh, I was here for the month of October and I actually like okay. went on a bunch of like hinge dates with this one guy. Like we really hit it off. Nice. But then I slept with someone before him in the city and like he, I've, Anyways, basically, we hit it <laughs> off super well. It. I got home, called the STD clinic, was like, hey, it's me. And then I got tested. It turns out I had chlamydia. And so I had From the t- person before? The b- person before the hinge guy. And I was like, fuck. Damn. I have to tell hinge guy. And um, the only bummer is he actually lives really close to where I live. And so I hadn't seen him or anything since I told him. Right. And it was the day I finally got my stuff here. I was like been here three weeks on an air mattress finally get my stuff but the movers kind of suck so I was like 
it was just me having to wait in the rain for four hours. So no mm-hmm. one stole stuff from the truck. And yeah. right as I'm like out there, hour three in the rain, looking like a wet dog, <laughs> the guy I could have given chlamydia to that I really strolls like, by, strolls by, Damn. makes eye contact with me, proceeds to walk. And I was like, that's so wow. cold. So did you, you had to tell him? Yeah, I was like, I, it took me a month to tell him about it too. Like I, it's racking for sure. Well, he kept saying how I was the first girl he ever went out with on hinge and i was like that's so much pressure you're like did i ruin hinge for you (laughs) i was like i don't want to be that girl but i was i was that girl Um, i feel like a lot of people just say that though on hinge dates because they want to seem like they're not like very into the online dating world like don't like serial just like go on a bunch of first dates i feel like some people pull that out where it's it's not their first time you know what i mean i hope it wasn't but honestly He's I'm like, okay with it now. <laughs> yeah, he's like, this is my sixth hinge date this week. And, like, who knows who uh, has chlamydia on hinge. But, um, yeah, I was on hinge for a little, and I've recently decided to get off all the apps. I was just like, you know what? I want to just, like, see what happens. But I haven't really been dating. Yeah. I've been kind of just, like, I want to backslide on, like, one of my exes, but none of them live in this area. Like, I'm just like, I want someone who knows me. I don't want to go through the process of getting to know someone right now. Like, it just sounds exhausting. No, it sounds so draining. I generally hook up with people in other states because I'm just like, I yeah, don't like. I do that too. I hate. I love a vacation hookup. Same. It's like a little vacation home. I go stay with you. I go fuck you for a week. Then I go home and we have our space. I love space. I hate sharing my stuff with other people. I know. I want to be alone. I like to like do my weird shit alone like I don't get these (laughs) couples who like I've never been on a vacation with a guy that like I'm like when do you guys have your time to like do your weird shit like when do you have time to pick your black hats like in the mirror you know what I mean I went my the only person I was ever like super serious with we dated in college we went on two vacations together Mm -hmm. and one was with him me and my mom oh wow and so that was like, and the thing was, him and my mom got along so well. So I was <laughs> just like, like a red flag. ganged up on by them. That's the worst too. Like my mom's notorious for doing that too with like my siblings, significant others. Like the mom just cor- sort of like jumps on their bandwagon and starts like shitting on you. Yeah. She like loved him. Like for the longest time, she like kept a photo of him and I like together. And I was like, you have to get rid of that. Like I was so like sad about it when we broke up up and my mom was like it's a really nice picture of you two I was like we're not together (laughs) she's like when are you getting back with him that is too funny so where'd you go to college I went to Texas State for like three years and then I finished school online because I definitely partied too much in college oh for sure me as well yeah like Texas State is like notorious for like going out partying drinking and I lived it up it was a great time no regrets and then I finished school at Arizona State online Nice. So how long have you been sober? A year and a half. Oh, wow. Good for you. And it's just from alcohol. Like I, um, and, co- and cocaine. So. Yeah. <laughs> it's like you, they, like, the two and two go together. Kind of be weird if you were just smoking weed and like doing a bunch of coke. Oh my God. See, when I first stopped drinking, <laughs> I was together. doing that. Really? <laughs> yeah, you were like, coke like, is fine. Well, I was like, it's never been an issue with me. Coke was never my problem. I'm not like a stereotype. <laughs> And then I like, um, you know, you realize Coke is a problem as a girl when you're paying for it yourself. That's you when it, it be, I've had friends. I never have bought cocaine, but I have like friends where you like, you have the sidebar conversations with other girls. You're like, did, when did she pick that up? Like, we're <laughs> like, do we need to step in here? Or like, how much of that do you have? And like, did you get it by yourself? I know what you mean. When someone starts, like, purchasing cocaine in their free time, you're like, all right. Yeah, you're like, this could be a problem. But then I did shrooms, and I also did a bump, but I was, like, tripping balls last summer. Did a bump. and On then, what? Uh, shrooms, yeah. yeah. Did a bump, and then I was just, like, got so paranoid. I, like, got so introspective. I was, like, at this little speakeasy, and I was just, like, I've never been able to be the same when I do blow. Like I occasionally partake, but I, every time I do it, I'm like, I'm the biggest bummer to be around. Like I just do a bump and then I say something super depressing. I'm like, God, I hope I don't end up like my family. (laughs) And like everyone else is like, can you stop? Yeah. Shrooms and Coke is like an interesting combo. I've never done that. 
Yeah. But I did a lot of coke in college as well, but it was such shitty coke. Like I went to school in upstate New York and I was like, this is paint thinner. Like there's no, <laughs> we would do a bump and like be able to go to sleep. I was like, this is just not. And then I went to Miami once and I was like, holy shit. Like this is what real cocaine <laughs> is. It was insane. Um, but yeah, ever since then, I'm like, oh, I was totally a college thing. Like I'm not. Coke makes you feel like shit, too. It does. I did it over New Year's, and then I, like, had anxiety the next day. It gave me like, the worst anxiety I, and, like, headache, like, pounding headache. I also, It's not really worth it. It's not worth it. It's, like, 15 minutes of, like, fun. 15 minutes. I honestly, what I think I like is just hanging out with my friends in the bathroom, like, doing a secret thing together. <laughs> I know. That's part of the fun. And, like, when someone... Ha- the part... The fun part about cocaine is, like getting the cocaine yeah and then going to do it and you like if someone has it you feel like you're kind of exclusive that's the only thrill of it we that's why in college it was so fun too because the guys always had it you're like yeah like sure like I'll do a bomb (laughs) like um but yeah no more cocaine for me my cocaine days are done so did you get sober like for comedy yeah, I was like, I can't, it's not sustainable when you're just like out with like other like big comics and then you're just like the drunk one and it's, yeah. you never want to be like the drunk one at a show who's like unreliable and my thing is I binge drink when I drink, like I don't crave drinking, but when you're like at bars every night and stuff I know. and everyone's like, oh, do a shot, but the thing with me is one drink leads to like 10 and I Same. get blackout drunk every time. I have trouble like, uh stopping after after a single beverage but did you used to drink and go on stage I would try my best to not but every now and then you know that happens but I just really like I was just like I felt so embarrassed I was one of those people who like whenever I blacked out I would be like just like so ashamed like nothing bad could have happened but I just had like this shame over myself the next day and I was just like let's just try not doing this anymore yeah and I'm sure the anxiety lifts so much yeah I mean it's just like easier to not I was also looking into it and like because a lot of the female comics I know are like sober yeah and then I listened to some interview with Nikki Glaser, and she recommended this book uh, the easy way to stop drinking I read that and then I stopped drinking yeah, I've seen that on her stories before. I feel like she gets so many people to stop drinking with that book. I was reading it while drinking a beer half the time. <laughs> a lot of people say it helps them stop smoking. I'm like bad. Like, so what's your vice now that you stop drinking? Because I find that when I don't drink, like, I immediately it like squeezes out into other areas of my life. Oh, yeah. Like, I start smoking weed, eating like candy. I'm like, I don't even like fucking <laughs> like this shit. Probably mainly weed. I smoke a lot of weed. Right now I'm like, I'm reading another book and, um, <laughs> the easy way to stop smoking weed. <laughs> uh, it's about like compulsive consumption or something. I have no idea what the name is, but I've just been like trying to be more present. So I've like stopped walking with headphones in and stuff, nice. which is also like so much safer. I was like, wow, I'm so aware of my surroundings now. Yeah. But like, yeah, weed. I've been like cutting down, trying to just do it at night, mainly because like I will smoke so much weed and then be the awkward person, mm-hmm. like that's just like around and people are like, "Why the fuck is she here? Who brought yeah. her?" So I'm just like, let's just like that's like a end of the day like. Treat. Yeah, I honestly like smoking alone. Like that's like my preferred method. I, I can't smoke and go up on stage. Oh Can you? no, I get so autistic. Yeah, it gives me like so much anxiety. Although I did do a weed show the other night, but it was like a game show thing. And I was like, I like kind of want to be high for this. <laughs> um, but yeah, I have not been drinking for like two weeks. And I'm like, why am I eating so much candy right now? I will say I was eating so much. Ca- well, also like in general, I went through like a recovery for an eating disorder. So I've been like allowing myself to like eat cake and like yeah. food. That I Not want like when I want. yourself. Yeah. But I will say whenever I'm in New York, that's a shitty thing. I was, I came like four times last year and every time I'm here, it's just so easy to walk down the street. You see a pizzeria and what else do they have? Cake. And so I'm like, of course I'm going to get cake with my pizza. There's so many food options <laughs> in the city. It's crazy. So then I also saw you did kill Tony. Oh yeah. Did, you've done it a couple times. Uh, I think I've done it five. Nice. So what was that like? I've always wanted to do it. 
Uh, it's fun. It definitely like helped me. I mean, I love Red Band to death. He's so sweet. Tony um, really helped my, um, I guess, like giving me like opportunities really early in my career. And I am super grateful to them for that. It's one of those like nerve wracking things every I time know. you do it. Well, was it like the first time? Uh, I think so. They it was the first show they did in Austin at Antones back when they still did it there. Um, and I was in the audience and the night before though, I got so drunk <laughs> with Spag the drink. Yeah, I got so drunk. I was like hanging out with, I think William and David the night before. And I like drank so much beer and I ate all their brisket. It was so embarrassing. <laughs> and I don't know if like someone like, I don't know how the bucket works. Um, but they organically, I guess, pulled my name out and I was like so embarrassed. It was like, they're going to bring up the fact that I like was so embarrassing last night. I ate all their brisket. So how does it work? Everyone just like, whoever comes can put their name in. Yeah, so whoever comes can put their name in a bucket. Then if they get pulled, they do one minute. And uh, then they get a little interview with them. It's a lot of fun. One minute is stressful. Yeah, I mean, like, I... To really pump out a lot of jokes in that minute. My friend Trey and I were hanging out the other day, and he pulled up my Kill Tony, and I straight up put my fingers in my ear, and I was, like, so happy with how effective it was to not hear my own voice. I hate hearing my own voice. That's part of the reason I don't post that many clips or, like, video of this bottom. Like, how the fuck do people do it? Especially, like, from, like two three years ago of like my earlier like I was still so like new to stand-up I think I wasn't even like oh I was almost two years in like and majority of that time I was also in college and Mm -hmm. so it was like I was like not good it's nowhere near where I am now and so I was like so embarrassed (laughs) so I just like was like I I never want to watch these ever again (laughs) yeah I fucking hate watching myself so you started stand-up in college yeah I start I was 21 I just went through a breakup um with the guy who went on family vacations with me and my mom Um, your mom still misses him (laughs) oh my god he is so goofy because he is like (laughs) he like loves me still to this day like we're bffs now oh nice and he's always like well one day if like you know i was like probably not but okay (laughs) most likely no i was like you missed your chance sorry um but your mom and him are in cahoots i know i'm like y'all can marry each other yeah you know (laughs) (laughs) but yeah so i started stand-up after a breakup because i was like i'm gonna do everything i said i was gonna do right so so you always wanted to do stand-up yes i've always wanted to like be in comedy at some capacity i've always been like a writer and Mm -hmm. then I was like vegan because I was mentally ill and (laughs) I ate at this restaurant in San Marcos that's a college town I uh was in and the only place I could eat that was vegan friendly had an open mic every week yeah I was gonna say vegan in Texas sounds tough it's mis- there's it's all carbs yeah <laughs> there are no healthy options it's all still fried it's all so it's like basically you're better off cooking at home yeah um and I don't do that so I was eating like french fries every day because they were vegan and <laughs> yeah my friend went vegan in college and she started eating like bread like like random shit yeah you can't eat like yeah. you're eating a leaf of spinach and bread for dinner yeah it's not that sustainable Maybe unless you beans. like know how to do it yeah <laughs> But yeah, so it clicked whenever I saw the open mic and I was like, oh, that's how I can perform. And then a year later, I started doing open mics. I know it's kind of crazy because I always wish I had started in college. And it's like, it's crazy when you think about stand up and obviously like think about wanting to do it for years. And then you're like, I could have just like, like people can just do it. You know what I mean? Like you can just Google open mics near you and go. But it's just that daunting like first mic that really really for me I was like I don't know like I can't do it and then once I went it was like ripping off the band-aid I was like let's fucking go I drove to San Marcos from Austin because I had my apartment in Austin I was dumped so I drove from Austin to San Marcos to go do that open mic and like two of my friends came and I hate it because they filmed it really and every year on this day I started stand-up they send me that video really and I'm just like both of y'all need to burn that to the ground I swear to god if this ever leaks to reddit I will kick your ass (laughs) I was secretive about when I started stand-up because I was like I don't want anyone to know I'm doing this like I I don't know if I'm going to be good. I was like, it was kind of like my little secret. I would just like go off to like do open mics. And then eventually I was like, all right, if I'm going to keep doing this, I need to like 
Also, I'm like, I need you guys to come to my bringer show. (laughs) (laughs) You know what I mean? So yeah, it's tough, but I do regret not starting it in college. I think it would have been very fun. So did you like, um, were you able to like go out and like do stand up at the same time? Or did you kind of just like put yourself in the stand up world where like I'm done with the college lifestyle? I was doing both for a little bit. And then really whenever like I started school online, I stopped partying and then it was just like stand up. Yeah. Um, which is why like for so long I was drinking and doing stand up at the same time mm-hmm. because you're like, Oh, well I don't go out anymore. So the, cause I'm out all the time. I know that was my excuse <laughs> too at first. I'm like, I don't like going to bars cause I'm like at them every night. Also you have to support. So I was like, I can just buy one IPA and that gets me fucked up. <laughs> exactly. I'm like, I need, I was like free drink ticket. Like let's go. I like got an alcohol free IPA six pack and I drank like three of them. And I was like, Oh, I still have a problem. <laughs> like years later. I like honestly will go for the non-alcoholic beer occasionally. I'm like, this is when you know, like you really have a problem. Um, but yeah, were you, so were you into like the Texas dudes? Like, are there any cowboys down there? Like, what's the vibe? I am so anti-country boys. Really? I, yeah. Oh my God. I think they're I so I want a country cringy. boy. I, every person I've met from like the Northeast, they're all like, oh my God, I want a country boy. And I'm like. I know. We kind of glorify it up here. I feel like. so trash. Ew. I don't, I don't get it. I was like one that they don't see women as equal most of the time. Really? They um, normally want, yeah, like a like housewife. They want children. And I was like, that's disgusting. <laughs> I would never have anyone's child. You're like, Fergacy I can't. only. Really? Um, yeah. I'm like, I would never fuck up my body for someone I don't know. What if your kid turns out being like the What if you know person? them, though? I don't know the kid. <laughs> oh, yeah, true. You don't <laughs> know how he's in it. I was like, up. what if, I, I just wouldn't want to ruin my body for it. I was like, I'd rather spend money and pay someone else to take care of that for me. Yeah. No, the surrogacy is kind of wild. I, I personally think it'll be interesting, like being pregnant. Like I want to experience that. It, it is one of those things that I feel like I'm okay without experience, you know, yeah. like some people are like, a lot of people our age have like, no, <laughs> yeah. And I'm always curious. Like I'm always wanting to try the weird shit. And I'm like, I wonder what it feels like being pregnant. <laughs> I've just heard such awful things that I'm just like, I can, I'll, I'll take your word for it. <laughs> yeah. You're like, I'm good. So the cowboys, not your flavor, not my type. See, I like sad boys that will like seem like they're nice and in touch with their feelings, but they'll hurt you. And same like really? the uh, like the equivalent of that in a girl. Yeah, like, I'm just like I want the little artistic, depressed, bitch, sad girl. Maybe like I don't know. I basically date the equivalent of me. Really? <laughs> You're like, I need someone I need else who's depressed. I that's sad and the plants um, uses tote bags. Okay. Is tote it, bags are good. Whenever I see um, a person with a tote bag, I was like, I feel like we'll get along, you know? Yeah. We love a tote bag. <laughs> like a little soy boy or a soy girl, you know? Yeah. Like soy boy in what sense? Like they're... They're not like a jock or like yeah, an athlete. Like, yeah, I don't know what it is. Um, like the last two people I got hung up on, they were both like little like softies like that. And I'm yeah. like, I love it. I think they're so sweet. They're the cutest. Yeah. You need someone who's like also willing to be with someone who's like super creative. You yeah. know what I mean? I feel like a lot of the hyper masculine dudes they're just not into it they're like you should have a nine-to-five marketing job and like come home and cook dinner and hit the equinox you know also like they don't get that like you are gonna be out and like they can't be jealous yeah you know like i and um, some guys are just not attracted to like i mean a lot of dudes are just like dude you do comedy like they're just not into it you know no i'm always like i leave a photo of me doing comedy on any like dating app i use or whatever or like if i like meet someone i'm always like i tell them about it because their reaction to that really like says if this is gonna continue because like if someone's like oh you do comedy i've always thought about doing that i was like then we're not gonna go out yeah or yeah really like tell me a joke yeah tell me a joke or oh that's crazy and i was like no who is that <laughs> i don't even like this goes back i haven't been dating recently but like when i was i wouldn't even say anything to like 
couple dates in because I knew it would just be like a weird reaction. I'm always just like, let's get it over it with, you know, rip the bandaid off. If yeah. they suck, then that's fine. And then once I started posting shit on Instagram, I'm like, okay, you can like figure it out for yourself and like bring it up. I'm not going to be like, so I do stand up. Like, what do you think? Um, but I do feel like, cause I have like a lot of masculine energy. So I feel like that weirdly attracts like kind of bait, like more like soy boy type of guys. But then in reality, I also like a very masculine dude, which is why I glorify the cowboys sometimes. <laughs> I'm like, dude, they really are sissy boys at the end of the day. They're like, oh, my precious gun. Yeah. Oh. A lot of them are mama's boys, right? Oh, yeah. It's so they like, love their mom. I love when they think they respect women. That's my favorite. <laughs> yeah. But they also like don't want you to do anything. Yeah, they a lot of them I've met are controlling, and I'm sure there's some good ones. Like for example, one of my like sweetest friends ever. His name's Jeremy. He's like a little country, but he's not super country, so mm-hmm. I can like handle that. Yeah. Um, but he's like such a mama's boy and like a little cowboy at the same time. Why but- do we glorify as a society like the controlling dude? Like, why is that a thing? Like some females enjoy. Because we love being suppressed. Yeah. <laughs> like, it's always like, oh, like, I'm not allowed to do this, this. You're just like, why do you, like, enjoy that kind of? I remember Kim Kardashian said something about how, like, she couldn't post something because of Kanye. And I was like, girl, that's a red flag. Major red I flag. I love doing my own thing. So when someone tries to control me, I'm just like, I'm out. But I can't handle it. Yeah, I had, like, when I was in, I was here in... New York in February last year and I told this guy who I was off and on again with like I'm thinking about moving to New York and he was like no and I was like okay fuck you we're done I'm moving to New York yeah (laughs) and so you're like you just solidified the fact that I'm moving anytime someone tells me to not do something I'm just so bad and I'll do it I'm I'm inclined to like do the opposite and even when someone tells me to do something I do the opposite which isn't great like I haven't seen the last of us because everyone keeps telling me to watch it and I am like like, that with shows usually but when I I first started the last of us I didn't think it was going to be that big I didn't think it would be like a huge bandwagon show I was like oh I'm gonna watch this now I'm fully in and you should watch it Last episode was so good. Everyone loves it. It's, I mean, I hate it because I'm that way with every type of like thing. I am normally with shows and then I wait and like watch it later or something. Same. It took me forever to watch Breaking Bad. And I'm like, it's going to take me a couple years. I will watch The Last of Us. Give me like four or five years. I didn't watch Game of Thrones when everyone was watching it, Breaking Bad. And then I like watched it a couple years later. But yeah, it is annoying when everyone's like telling you to do something. That's the thing too with like a like white chicks telling you to do something like the whole like like why do we trust these people? You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Like I'm not buying your seventy dollars serum, you know? <laughs> not buying your baby sperm, okay? Yeah, to put on my face. It's crazy. Um, yeah. So Kim, Kim didn't. Kanye used to tell her like not to, to post, post like nudes or whatever on Instagram. And whenever someone, I think you should post whatever you want, even if you're in a relationship. I always get weirded yeah. out with like women that like are like oh I can't wear that out because of him or like I'm like girl you need help <laughs> like, yeah you were worried about Brittany being locked up but you're locked up yourself <laughs> let's take care of you first I know the the Brittany wave is like she honestly posted something crazy the other day what was it I forget um but yeah bitches were very much like everyone's different some girls like it I think that kind of resembles like I don't know, like a controlling like father Structure or something. Father. Yeah, it really it always goes back to the dad, the daddy issues for sure. Um, what else was I going to ask you? So do you go to other areas of Texas? Like what's your favorite area? I love Austin. I mean, I'm just from there. And so it's like my favorite place to be. I go to South Texas for work. I work for my dad because we love nepotism. I paint oil and gas tanks. Hell yeah. Um, Nepo baby. I know. (laughs) But guys, I work really hard. (laughs) No, I literally do. I have to like paint like 20, 30 foot tanks. Wow. Just like one color. And I've only ever told one person who understood that the job is like actually like it pays very well. But that was because they were also from South Texas. 
but my dad they um, get the oil yeah they pay me industry. and like a friend to do it and it's way cheaper than them paying like a crew of men so like yeah. i'm being exploited while i'm also exploiting the situation <laughs> exactly um so i love south texas just because like i have family out there i'll go eat amazing mexican food Fuck and yeah. hang out at my dad's condo in tan i think it's fun and then sounds really fun how long what's the painting the oil tanks like are you just there with like a roller out, yeah it takes hours for a while they had like a spray thing but they weren't like continually cleaning it so they were like no we're not gonna do that <laughs> We're keeping it traditional, which is fine. It sucks, but it's fine. It's probably a workout. Too. It is. My arms and my like neck get so sore from like looking, looking up. up. Are they big? Do you have to get on a ladder to finish it? I bring my friend Dylan. He's like huge. He's so tall and fat. So I get <laughs> shaded and he reaches the top. Oh, fuck. Yeah. So Dylan's able to get yeah, up there. He gets up there and then... I love going to Houston for shows. I love doing uh, this club there called The Secret Group. It's, like, the best club there. Really? That and the Improv are, like, amazing. And then they have, like, another smaller club called, like, uh, The Riot, which is a really cool venue. And then going to, like, Dallas is fun every now and then, but I definitely enjoy Houston a lot more. Nice. Yeah, Dallas, I feel like there's a lot of, like, corporate offices there. It's it's just different. It's um so much more spread out with, like, spots there. So you can do a spot in Plano, then drive, like, an hour. But I'm like, I don't want to drive an hour. Damn. Yeah, that's a lot. Because you drive, like, four hours to get there, and then you're like, I have to drive another hour to do a spot. Exactly. I'd rather just go to a place where I can hop from one to the other in, like, 30 minutes. Yeah, it's so much easier. I saw some reporter in Dallas got fired for, like, saying bruh the other day. <laughs> I was like, what? This is insane. This stuff, sir. Is the comedy different in Dallas, like, in the different areas or no? Um, crowds are more same? different. Like, really? Houston is a lot tougher of crowds, but they're so fun, too. Mm-hmm. It really just depends on the room. Um... It's also, like, there's no black people in Austin. Like, there are really? some, but it's, like, it's very least, white. Yeah, it's so suburban of a city. It's mm-hmm. very... It's kind of small, right? Like It's not, like, a real city. That's, like, it's, like, very suburban. Like, it's so weird. They have a club in the Domain, which is, like, another really good club in Austin. It's called Cap City. I absolutely love it, but it is out of the way. So most of the clubs are downtown within, mm-hmm. like a five minute walk from each other besides this one club, which is over in the domain, which is legitimately just like suburbia. It's, um, a hell on earth, but the club's amazing. Mm -hmm. So they'll have you come and uh, I do generally I'm booked on like this one, 4 PM daylight dirty show. Oh, okay. It's surprisingly so fun every time I do it. But also every time I do it, there has been a white woman kicked out seven minutes into the show. Really? Just bitching about like the material or just being drunk? drunk? Yeah. Yeah. Drunk at 4 p.m. Because it's suburbia. Just she's just wasted. Yeah. Wasted off white wine. Like an inappropriate hour. I'm like, I'm pretty sure she just has Franzia in her bag. (laughs) And like, she's just getting too drunk. I remember the first time I did it, she got one of the women got kicked out. And then uh, she 10 minutes later after my set. Because it was the middle of my set she got kicked out. It wasn't obvious at all. They handled it so well, the venue did. And then I come out, and she's bitching to the security guard, like, what did I do? What did I do? She's like, I was just having fun. I was just having fun. They think it's, like, an interactive thing. I'm like, yeah, you can't. Like, they come there to just, like, do whatever the fuck they want. I mean, they all see TikToks of, like, comedian destroys heckler. Yeah. So they think it's like, oh, I'm helping. And I was like, girl, no, you're not. Yeah, they just want attention at the end of the day. It was so funny, They're like, this is my time to shine. (laughs) And you're like, dude, it's always a white woman. Always. Like, wine drunk. And then her husband was just, like, muttered under his breath, but, like, audible enough for everyone to hear. He looks down. He's like, God, you're an embarrassment. It's so embarrassing, especially for the significant other. You know how much it would suck to find out you married a heckler and, like, you Uh, didn't know this going in? Terrible. I think everyone should go to a comedy show with their significant other before they get married. You need to figure out who you're with. Yeah. And see their demeanor, you know? Like, if you try to make a comedy show all about you, I'm sorry. You suck. Yeah, it's really, it's absolutely the roughest look in the book. Just, like, screaming out while someone's trying to, like, talk. 
I can't, I can't handle it, but it does make for good content at oh, times. Absolutely. Sometimes I'm like, I need this heckler right now. <laughs> You're actually making my Instagram career right now. Exactly. I have like no structure to the pod. I'm just now getting people to submit like questions and shit, but um, let's see if anyone submitted. Nope, not yet. <laughs> um, so... Yeah, it's kind of just like riffing, you know, getting to know people. Yeah. But I have you um have you done any other podcasts while in the city? Uh not in the city. I've I don't generally really do podcasts. I get asked every now and then, but I'm yeah. always like if it's so far away, I'm like I don't want to exactly. leave my apartment. We lucked out. We got Brittany cuz she's right <laughs> around the corner. Um also you're funny and like you're like so sweet. Like thank I know you. you said you don't how long have you been doing stand up? Like a little over a year. Yeah, I mean like I think I was like maybe had one good joke a year in and you had like a great 8 minute set. Thank so you. I, like, I appreciate it. I also love seeing like other like women doing stand up that are I know. Funny. Yeah, I'm going to be like trying to get more like females on the podcast and like get to know the females like in the city because it is very rare to see in Jersey. It's it's like that, you know. So what's what's the end goal for you? What's the end goal in terms of stand up? Like, do you have anything you really want to do? I just want to do stand up. That's like my dream Same. is to just do it. I just love doing it. There's nothing else. There's nothing in mind right now. I'd be writing for some stuff would be cool. Writing roasts or like writing on a TV show one day. But like right now it's just stand up. Yeah, I kind of feel the same. It's the one. Th- Did you have something before stand up that was like your. Because I feel like as comics, we're always sort of searching for like whatever that attention, that thrill. Like I realized because I played basketball in college and I was like decent at it. And I remember. I was like, oh, as soon as basketball ended, that's when I actually started doing stand-up. Where I was like, oh, I guess I'm trying to just, like, once again, fill, like, a massive void, I guess, in my in my fucking heart or whatever. So I had that, like, transition that was kind of, like, my other thing. And then stand-up kind of replaced it. Did you have anything like that? I studied psychology in school, so that was, like, going to be my route was, like, I studied psychology and criminal justice, but I just realized, like, I'm not someone who can go through that much more schooling. Yeah. Um, And it just kind of, like, took over my life because I didn't have much that I was, like, doing with it. Like, it was just psychology. Like, that's really what I was con- – Maybe I was also lying to myself that I was going to do that, but it's mm-hmm. like I truly had myself believing that's what I was going to do. Yeah. Um, and I was just like, I got to a point where I was like, I've been doing stand-up for like a year now, and this just seems like the only thing I want to do. I know. It really, nothing, nothing yeah. gives you that same, that same joy as stand-up. Especially like, what would you have done with psychology? Um, I do find it fascinating I love learning I ideally I would have probably like become a psychiatrist I was wanting to work with like prisoners or um people who were like at risk in like psych wards just because I find it fascinating but then I found out that oh that's more paperwork than anything yeah I was like I don't want to do paperwork (laughs) yeah the paperwork's crazy at the psych ward I've been and they were they there's a lot of paperwork (laughs) I'll tell you that I can't do that (laughs) there is a lot of paperwork but I do kind of like the um, the unknown. And that's part of the fun of like doing stand-up because at the beginning you don't know what the fuck you're doing. A lot of times you're going to a place you haven't been before. You don't know who you're going to see. You don't know what's going to happen while you're up there. And like that's like I don't know why I like that. It's kind of like an adrenaline rush. <laughs> I like that it gets me out of my comfort zone. I'm not someone who, like, gets out of my comfort zone too often. So, really? like, stand-up does that for me. I feel like you seem like you, like, get out there, though. You know, like, moving here was, like, a huge thing. That's, like, the biggest thing I've done. That's it. Yeah. <laughs> but that's big. And New York City can be, like, super overwhelming, especially if you grew up, like, in the same... Like, did you... So, it's basically been, like, Austin your whole life. Like, you... Yeah. Yeah, especially if you've been in the same place, coming, like... To New York City is a huge step. Yeah, like my college town was 30 minutes away from my parents' house. So like, oh, yeah. yeah, it was like 
all within like this for 25 years just like within 30 minutes of my parents I was like I gotta leave exactly so that's big getting out of the comfort zone do you like like your apartment and everything I love it I got so lucky with my place it's like rent stabilized first time on the market it didn't even like hit the market it was gonna be on the market for, for the first time in six years but I applied for one next door and they were like oh this one we actually just approved someone else but we have this one same landlord he's renovating it will be available the same day and I was like cool I'll take it fuck yeah um and it ended up being way bigger than the other unit I was applying for anyway so oh, I got dope. like so lucky so you just packed your bags you yeah I was out. like I'm moving right now <laughs> yeah that's awesome do you know anyone else like um who came from Austin or like is in the city yeah I mean there's a lot of like um comics from Houston not too many people from Austin have moved here in a minute like there are other comics from Austin right. here but um I know a bunch of Houston comics that moved out, like, a year or two ago. Um, and then I was, like, coming here, like, four times last year, I think. So it was, like, I made friends gradually. And then a lot of comics from here had, like, gone through Austin, and I've thrown them up before. So it's like, I know, like, a decent amount of people, but it's still, like, not, like, we're BFFs, you know? Yeah. That's, like, I have my, like, crew in Jersey, and it's mainly just, like, guys and then here I like know a couple people, but it's not, it's not like I'm like that close to them. Like yeah. it would just be like a, Hey, Hey, what's up? And then I like Miguel at the comedy shop's great. Like he's like he's so a sweet. chiller. Um, it was so funny. Cause when he brought me on stage, he said it was like the female version of him. So I had said we had the same cup size, which is just like anyone would say that. <laughs> yeah. That's not like anything like revolutionary. And it was so funny. <laughs> he brought it up the next like three or four times he saw me. I was like, oh, you lost sleep from that. Yeah. <laughs> he was thinking about that. I was for like, sure. I didn't even, I just, that was an automatic response. I like, you aren't fat, Miguel. <laughs> no, not at all. But like it, it's kind of needed to be said. You know what I mean? <laughs> I was like, what else would I have said in that position? You left it open right there. It was like such an easy. Yeah. He was like cracking me up with those intros <laughs> at that show. He's such a, I was talking about this to him yesterday. Cause I love going to the open mics. He hosts because like, I know he, me too. He makes it fun. Cause he'll also like ask people. So what was your strategy up there? I know. <laughs> or be like, what did you think of that joke to like another yeah. comic? And I was like, it makes them loosen up. Cause no comic wants to be at an open mic list to another comic's jokes but exactly he makes, it he makes it like um like sports like he's yeah. like interviewing them <laughs> after a game I love it I know I can't believe it. I hope I don't like have you ever had people be like you need to be clean or like done a mic where it's like clean comedy it's actually um, happened to me before the one time I did a road gig I like just don't do it I don't know like I've never I know I think I'm just not gonna do it I just don't do it I'm not a clean comic necessarily I have clean jokes I just like also I'm like I don't think there should be a censorship especially if it's at a comedy club I'm just like oh you're just being annoying yeah it's so unnecessary it's so stupid I like stand I I think writing clean is something everyone needs to like figure out how to do but it's also like I think you should write whatever you're feeling get that out and then eventually something clean will come but you shouldn't like go into something with the purpose of it being clean. Yeah. It just kind of makes things like unnecessarily yeah. difficult. Not necessary. One person was fucking with me on like this one road gig I did and was like, oh, they want you to be clean and like, right. I was like freaking out because I was like, I have to do well on this. And it was like a 10 minute set. I was like, there's no way I can do like 10 minutes clean. Um, because I had only been doing stand-up for a couple months. And then right before I asked the headliner, I'm like, oh, do I need to be, like, clean? It was in, like, North Carolina. She was like, oh, no, honey, just no GDs or Jesus Christ. And I was like, oh, that's not even in my vocabulary. I know. It's like I never even say both of those names. Yeah. I'm like, I was thinking more, like, bitch shit, motherfucker. Like, she's like, no, those are good. Like, you're fine. I was like, thank God. Um. All right, Brittany, what else? I have to kind of pee. I'm hiding it, but I know you have to go as well. Is there anything else you want the WTJ fans to know about you? Um, no, I'm, I have nothing to offer people except a podcast called Just Okay. Yes, listen to Brittany's podcast, and Instagram. Yeah, my Instagram, Brittany L-E-D, but Brittany is spelled like Brittany Spears because we spell it the same way. Fuck it's, yeah. You know, we love Brittany. We love her. And Brittany, you will definitely be back on. I hope to see you more at Mike's yes. and like around the city. And I would love to have more female comic 
friends so oh my god hopefully. i love this podcast should be like hey want to be friends with me <laughs> yeah it's me like looking for it's friends actually more like you just testing us out whether we make the cut yeah exactly <laughs> so shout out to Brittany. thank you so much for being here it was great to like get to know you learn yeah, more about the texas scene i would love to go down to austin at one point i like want to want to check out the scene there um so yeah, thank you so much. I hope you. I hope you come on again soon. And have a good night, guys. Who's that? By Who's that? <gasps> Who's that? Yes. I love that ending. Isn't that funny? Also, if you ever want to come to Texas with me, I do a monthly show there. So oh my god, I would love to. I would just send it to like do it. So let me know. And also, yes, your pod, I would love to do.